Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, you guys remember that song? I, I think it was it was called The Power by Snap. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. And then, and then I think in the chorus, and I'm always bad at, at music lyrics, just ask my wife. I never know what these musicians are saying, whether it's a country song or a rap song. I never know what the actual lyrics are. But, but yeah, they actually say in this song, I've got the power. You know, and I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not going to ruin the show for you because we got a great Open Lines Friday coming up for you. You know why I know it's a great Open Lines Friday where we take your phone calls for the full uh, statewide hour here? It's because we've already got a caller on the phone lines. Francis in Big Fork is going to be first up. She's already ready to roll for Open Lines Friday. So I can already tell you it is going to be a great Open Lines Friday. But the reason that... That song, uh, The Power, uh, came on. I've got the power uh, came on uh, in my mind and, because it is. It's getting kind of hectic in America, isn't it? It's getting, it's getting kind of hectic in the Middle East. It's getting kind of hectic with the communist Chinese. It's already been getting kind of hectic with Tehran and with Russia. And then, of course, this wide open invasion on our southern border. But the reason that song came to mind is because uh, there was a Montana Television Network story here. Uh, well, there was one about the millions of dollars already raised and being spent in the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. Uh, but there was another story. Can the U.S. Senate strike a deal on border security? Montana's senators weigh in. And in this story, uh, John Tester, and he also sent out some, some phony e-newsletter uh, saying the same thing. He says, we need a border deal. Uh, no, we don't, John. We need the Trump policies put back into effect. But I want to go back to what I want to call the keen insight, the very keen insight of a Butte Democrat named Jimmy Keene and of a SCOBY Republican named John Brendan. Remember, the two of them put a letter together. It's been a, it's been a while now. What, two years ago, three years ago? And the Democrat from Butte and the Republican from, from SCOBY, they co-authored a letter and they said, John, you have the power with a one-seat majority in the United States Senate, you have the power to get the Keystone XL pipeline done, built, and across the finish line. You have the power. Use it. Now, of course, he never did. But that same keen insight that applied to the Keystone XL pipeline also applies to our southern border. We don't need this sham of a border deal that's in the works in the United States Senate right now. That's that deal will make things worse. And I can explain how it will make things worse based off of everything that we're hearing about this this sham right now. But the point being is that John Tester, you've got the power. You had the power for the last three years to bring this invasion on our southern border to a halt. And instead, you have been voting 91 percent of the time with Joe Biden to allow all this stuff to, uh, well, get kind of hectic. You've got the power. Use it. We don't need a border deal. We need the Trump policies put back in effect. Joe Biden could do that right now. Doesn't even need to check his watch. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River. 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. See, if uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, was with us here today, we'd have a, a 1970s era song uh, for reference. But you've got a 1980s uh, Highline <laughs> kid, a 1990s kid uh, here uh, uh, behind the board today. So, uh, so you're getting a 1990s reference here. Yeah, John Tester has and had the power to not only get the Keystone XL pipeline across the finish line, but don't worry, he's going to break your heart. He's going to break your heart again, uh, as he's been doing with our southern border as well. Yeah, he, he's got the power. But like on the Keystone XL pipeline... He's going to break your heart again, like his support for the Iranian nuclear deal. He's going to break your heart again. And, uh, yeah, the first verse was it's getting kind of heavy, but no. Okay, all right, I'll stop it there. Some of you I know don't like <laughs> that style of music. so But you get the point here. It's getting kind of hectic. And somebody in Washington has the power to stop it right now. And they've had the power to stop it for three years. They just don't want to stop it from happening. The invasion continues. Let's go to Francis in Big Fork on the phone lines. Francis, always great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I was just thinking, you know, about the COVID money was given to Sheehy for his employees. And that's the money they're talking about. That they're trashing him about. Oh, okay. Because he didn't pay it back. And most of the other people didn't have to pay it back either. So it's just a scam, like usual. So, yeah, so... People. So for background, so uh, so for people who've been hearing these uh, phony attack ads uh, funded by Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer and, and the... The Democrat dark money groups are spending million dollars uh, of dollars attacking Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy because they're afraid of him being on the ballot against John Tester this November. And one of their lines of attack is deals with the the Paycheck Protection Act money. So so like several other Montana businesses, he received PPP funds with his his aerial firefighting business to keep employees on the payroll and up and running in the middle of of the lockdowns and all the economic harm that the that the democrats were causing all across america and so now they're trying to trash him and anybody else across america and across montana that that got this ppp money yeah it's it's completely phony uh, think about it um Given their lockdowns and everything they were doing to undermine the American economy, all of us, uh, one way or another, got some sort of of COVID relief checks. We got the stimulus checks that showed up in our mailboxes, et cetera. And so after they caused all the harm to our economy with their lockdowns, now they want to attack anybody who 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 got the COVID relief. It's so it's, it's so typical of these guys, isn't it? Yeah, they're just complete thugs. And, you know, they're, well, I don't like liars, and they are big liars. And if you look at the bottom, if you don't know who these people are, if they don't say their name, then you know it's a lie. Well, and, and for a, a long time, people were wondering, wait a minute, who is this last best place political action committee that's funding these attack ads against uh, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy? And uh, and then now we know because Chuck Schumer, uh, his political action committee has admitted that they are behind it. 
and uh, Huffington Post. Um, yeah. Huffington Post had an article. Um, they've they've now spent. Let's see. Uh, they've now uh, raised and uh, and I think even spent, according to this Montana Television Network piece, five point eight million dollars against uh, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy. But it sounds like, uh, in, in a way, they're also only helping him even further with with their attack ads because it sounds like a lot of Montanans just aren't buying their their garbage attacks. Well, we're not that stupid. That's for sure. <laughs> and this, we get about time to remind these dumb college kids that they love these electric cars and all that crap and that they wouldn't have tires because they are all you know are synthetic and they're made from oil and lipstick and shampoo and hair coloring and all this stuff comes from and soap comes from the the oil and then they want to cut down the oil and take out the dam so we can starve to death and and stuff. That's their main deal. And yeah. I'd like Gates. He thinks there's too many of us people around. <laughs> That's right. Well, I know you're from, from Plentywood originally. Uh, if they want to force yeah. force these EVs on the American people at the same time they're trying to tear out the dams and shut down natural gas power plants and shut down coal strip, well, maybe um, these left-wing college kids can drive to Plentywood during the next spring break and see how that works out for them in, in one of these EVs, right? Yes. yes. And if they think that not having electricity is great and stuff, maybe they should try one of these outhouses at a park in the wintertime when there's frost on the seat and see how I like it. <laughs> there you go. Francis, always great to hear from you. Hey, hey. by the way, if, if you're planning a trip back home to Plentywood from Big Fork, we're going to be there for the Farm Expo coming up uh, right around the corner uh, I heard that. in March. So. I probably won't with my broken bones, but... <laughs> Well, we'll take you there uh, through the radio. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll take you there that way instead. Okay. All right, young lady. Always great to hear from you, Francis and Big Fork. What's on your mind? 406-294-0970. And why would the Senate immigration deal only make the border crisis actually worse? I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points I can share with you. Uh, but, I'll, but I'll make it quick because I want to get right to your phone calls. We've got phone lines open for you right now if you call in right now and take advantage of this opportunity. 406-294-0970 or message us on the Montana Talks app. This is where Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, all right. Hey, if you just tried calling in, I, I just saw a, a, a quick flash on the phone lines there. I, th- I think our producer, Travis, had to just briefly step out of the studio. So call right back in because, yeah, it's open lines Friday. So call right back in. I'm sure somebody was trying to call in. Hey, nobody's answering. 406-294-0970. Call right now and, and we'll get you on here. Uh, but, yeah, so... Francis in Big Fork was talking about just these these stupid, phony attacks on Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy coming from Chuck Schumer and these dark money political action committees. Stephen Billings says this. The other line in the attack ad against Sheehy is that he got rich off government contracts. I would rather have someone who made money doing work for the government than someone who got rich off lobbyist money like John Tester. Yeah, John Tester. How is it that John Tester is worth millions, 
more dollars after being elected to the United States Senate in the 2006 election. How is he worth more money now? Millions more now than what he was worth back then. Wow. Very Pelosi-esque, isn't it? Um, but also to this whole point, well, because even some even some desperate Republicans are running with this phony attack line. Well, he he's a government contractor. OK, you know what? Think about our American service members that are working for the U.S. military right now. And when they get a chance to come home to Montana and retire from the military, what kind of work are they supposed to do? What kind of what kind if they wanted to start their own business? They have been working in support of our U.S. armed forces for their careers. They know what our troops need on the ground. So what, what kind of businesses did Tim Sheehy create? Well, he created a business. He said, wait a minute, I was a Navy SEAL, and we have these, these smaller drones that are now attacking our troops, and we don't have a capability to be able to effectively respond to these enemy attack drones. I have an idea, and he built the idea, and he made it happen. And gave our troops better defenses on the ground. And that's one of the government contracts he delivered on. Well, that's absolutely incredible. Wow. And he employed people in Montana to, to help build that business and, and gave jobs to our returning veterans as they came home that were a part of that business. That's, that's actually an incredible story. But leave it to some desperate political opportunists out there to use it as a tackling. What, what, other, what other government contract are they attacking his aerial firefighting business. You know, I had a lady earlier this week, she sent in an email because she's been hearing these phony attack ads too. She says, she says, you know, um, Tim Sheehy saved our house last summer. Our house was at threat to, uh, from a wildfire. And, and Tim Sheehy, yeah, he was actually up there in the plane, in one of the planes that we're fighting these wildfires, not just here in Montana, but all across the first in Canada, remember last spring, and then and then all across the Pacific Northwest. He and his company saved my house. That's the type of contract. I, I mean, it's just it's just so pathetic. Uh, these uh, these uh, phony political attacks that are out there. All right, let's get back to the the southern border here. Uh, president Trump also weighed in. Uh, former President Donald Trump weighed in and and made the point that that I just uh, echoed earlier that that this so called border deal in the United States Senate it it's actually better not to have uh, that sham of a deal. And I hope the Republicans don't and the Democrats don't make a bad border deal because a bad border deal would be. Worse than no deal at all. Now, so why would this, everything that we're hearing about this so-called border deal, why would it actually make the border crisis worse? And again, back to my point, John Tester has had the power for the last three years to stop this border invasion, just like he had the power to get the Keystone XL pipeline up and running. But he doesn't want to. This, and now he says, oh, we need to have a border deal. We need to secure our border. Well, tell that to Joe Biden, because all he has to do is put the Trump policies back in place and, and secure our border. But uh, the Heritage Foundation actually has a six-bullet-point uh, response to how this deal would make the border crisis worse. On the heels of the worst month ever recorded at our southern border, a Senate deal is being quietly negotiated. From what we have learned about this deal, it would make the current border chaos permanent tying the hands of future administrations to stop it the deal would permit up to 150,000 illegal crossings per month 
5,000 every day, 1.8 million per year before a new shutdown authority could be invoked. So, so to put that in a Montana perspective, 1.8 million illegals would still be allowed into this country that they know about, not including the gotaways, before a shutdown could ever be invoked. That is a population almost twice the size of Montana's population in illegals that would still be flowing into this country under a so-called deal. The deal also contains deceptive provisions that appear to that appear to toughen enforcement, but would actually have the opposite effect. Uh, for example, the deal claims to make detention mandatory for single adult males, even though current law already provides for the mandatory detention of all individuals who enter illegally, which the Biden administration, of course, refuses to execute. And then it would hand out billions in taxpayer dollars to bail out sanctuary cities and states that continue to take your money and give it to illegal aliens. All right, uh, let's get back into your phone calls here. Uh, 406-294-0970. Let's see, Lee in Kalispell. Lee, what's on your mind? Yeah, uh, in that sheedy advertisement that they have on there telling him how shady he is for the government contract living off of the government. How about uh, Mr. Tester who put his crops under CPR and we paid, the government paid him not to grow crops on his land for quite a few years. Oh, interesting. So he, or CRP, yeah, uh, CRP. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I wouldn't attack farmers or, or ranchers that, that, that put a, a portion of their land into CRP, but if they're going to attack Tim Sheehy for doing it, why wouldn't they attack uh, uh, John Tester for, uh, you know, if he's getting an actual government contract for work that he's doing? Uh, yeah, but, but, but the media is never going to call out John Tester. I mean, they, they aren't even asking him tough questions about this, uh, this so-called border deal. Well, the thing of it is, is, I know I lived about 12 miles away from his farm, and I know it was a good farm. It, why would you give pay good money, government money, to set that farm down and not produce what they could actually produce? I, it, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I understand in some cases where the, the uh, farmland is not that great a farmland and doesn't produce that good of stuff, but his land was in some of the best land there was around there, and he just wanted to walk away so he could make money that way and and double dip, I guess, is he gets his uh, senator's pay and plus they pay him to stay off the farm. Yeah, you know, I always, my grandma, she'd always, uh, that was one of her big, uh, you know, one of her big things. She'd always say, hey, you know, if we are, if we are paying to pull land out of production, well, that's less seed people are buying. That's less farm equipment people are using. That impacts the entire community and the entire rural economy. And, and, and I love that she always pointed that out to me when I was a little kid on the High Line. Uh, but I also understand, you know, CRP and, and folks who support it, and especially some of the bird hunters out there that, that, uh, that like the, uh, the bird hunting habitat, et cetera. Lee, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Uh, next up, let's see. Let's go to uh, Mark in Kalispell. Mark, what's on your mind? Uh, during your uh, defense of uh, he, uh, our radio uh, went off the air. So just for the sake of finding out if our radio will go off the air again, can you repeat uh, his business that you were talking about? <laughs> so, the, if, if so if so, thank you. It's, those, you know, it's those Chinese hackers again, for Pete's sake. They're already right, hacking. I mean, right. the FBI director two days ago told us that China was going to be attacking everything, and here they go. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here they go. All right, all right. I'll be listening. Thanks. Uh, all right, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, basically, so Chuck Schumer is spending already <laughs> almost $6 million attacking a Navy SEAL who uh, is uh, working to take out liberal Senator John Tester this November, and they're attacking him with these ads, and they're attacking him for starting a a business that would that would help uh, better defend our troops in the Middle East against drone attacks. That's one of the businesses they're attacking him for. The other business they're attacking him for is an aerial firefighting business. So apparently when Tim Sheehy and his uh, uh, colleagues at Bridger Aerospace were saving your homes from wildfires last summer, Chuck Schumer and John Tester think that's, they think that's a bad thing and worthy of a, these, uh, these p- pathetic political attacks. Uh, so uh, tell me if that came out over the air. It probably was just a, a short-term technical glitch there. But uh, <laughs> Mark and Kalispell, thanks, uh, thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's see. Next up, let's go to uh, Gary in Polson. Gary, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to, uh, I used to live in the state of Washington, and I can't quite understand. They want to take the dams out to save the salmon, yet as a fisherman, I could go down there every fall and spring and fish for those salmon. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and the salmon populations, actually, they, they've figured out ways to really help the salmon population in recent years. So if, if they're still having people fish salmon, why do they need to tear out the dams? Uh, absolutely. If you go down on the Columbia before... There was a place called Salilo Falls, very tall, you know, waterfall. And the Indians would fish with these 20-foot, you know, uh, old nets. And so somebody decided, let's build a channel around the side so the fish can go up. And you know what they put in the channels? Fish wheels. <laughs> yeah. Trapped them all. Caught every one of them. Huge salmon packing. In Hood River, there's a... Uh, Anyway, it's just, it's all a bunch of BS. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 again, it's getting kind of hectic uh, to go back to that 90s uh, <laughs> song, yeah. uh, I've Got the Power. It's getting kind of hectic, but they are, they are deliberately making things hectic. They are deliberately attacking Coal Strip. They are deliberately trying to, to block the natural gas power plant in Laurel from coming online. They are deliberately cutting deals with radical environmentalists to tear out the dams in the Pacific Northwest. It's getting kind of hectic because they are deliberately doing this to this country. They're like that illegal alien. You know, Joe Biden is one hand. John Tester is the other hand. They're like the illegal alien that beat up the New York City police officers and then got put right back out on the streets by the no-bail liberal judges in New York. Both of them are giving America the middle finger. On our border, on the pipeline, on energy, you name it, they're that guy flipping you off with both hands. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. As CattleCon 24 continues here in Orlando, Florida, the Montana Stock Growers Association are continuing their efforts to expand producer profitability in the countryside. Stock Growers President John Grandy says it's an effort that not only Montana, but other states are following. Producer profitability is not a new idea, but what we do have to do is focus on what are the key areas and what critical areas are we looking at. And, and we've got a few areas that we've already identified that we're really going to be looking at. 
we're going to be scheduling meetings across the state of Montana and going out to talk to people to see what the people out in the country think and get their ideas. How do you reduce barriers to getting young people back on the ranch or, or people that didn't come from the ranch but want to get into ranching? How do you reduce those barriers? We get into government programs. There are some government financing programs for young producers. How do we make those more workable? How do we make it easier for the young producers to get in there? And from producer profitability to the latest cattle inventory report, they kind of go hand in hand here as of late. USDA this week noted a 2% decrease in the total number of cattle and calves in the United States as of January 1st compared to last year. That total comes in at 87.2 million head. Of note, a record low beef cow total of 28.2 million head was noted down 2% from last year. The report signals bullish prospects for the cattle industry. I'm Lane North Lund. Do you? Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh yeah, by the way, real quickly here before I get back into your phone calls. So one of the biggest news stories of the, of the year so far already this year that people are so excited about, $125 million ammo manufacturing facility uh, opening up in Glendive, Montana. Uh, breaking news, or not so breaking news, that's a government contractor. Yeah, they're making the ammunition for our American armed forces. So uh, so apparently uh, old Chucky Schumer and uh, John Tester uh, don't like that news either. Uh, yeah, government contractor going to be, uh, going to be a lot of government contractors in, in Glendive, Montana uh, here soon with... Uh, with what 65 initial jobs uh, uh, that should be setting up as part of that Bristol defense deal, so uh, 65 more government contractors bringing a lot of money to, to Glendive, Montana. All right, let's go to Maryland in Lolo, Maryland. Great to hear from you. Good morning. So um, recently, the pro-Hamas college students were doing. You're a popular lady. Yeah. They were doing a rally um, and calling Joe Biden Genocide Joe. And I thought, hey, that would be a great nickname for John Tester, Genocide John. Because think of all the ways, think of all the ways that Genocide John is behind the murder of, like, the preborn child. Um, for example, just one of the things, and if we think about the border and the transgender children and the, like, let's do a ceasefire in Chicago instead of a ceasefire in Israel. Mm, um, good point. The, yeah, so, I mean, John Tester and gun control. I mean, think of all the ways. We don't have to really use, sorry, I've been, I'm just getting distracted right now because my other phone keeps ringing. Um and his voting record is terrible with the for the preborn. I mean, he gets a zero rating because he's for um, killing the unborn, you know, 
Abortion without limits. Yeah, and no limits abortion. You could call that genocide, John. Oh, what a fascinating point you're making here. And then, because I was thinking, you know, he's earned the nickname Tehran John. Uh, our friends, uh, the Breakfast Flakes and Billings on the country station there, referred to him as Tehran John for his support of the Iranian nuclear deal. But genocide, John, doesn't. I mean, you think about it, Tehran is behind all of the the mass murder taking place across the Middle East, right? They're they're the they're the ones funding these attacks. They're the ones responsible for killing three troops last weekend and injuring 40-plus other National Guard troops, reservists, and others. So you could just focus on Tehran John being a genocide John for, for funding the, the terrorists in Iran. But no, I mean, when you say abortion, fentanyl, the drugs, the drugs right. hitting our reservation communities, could you call that a genocide because of these open-border Mexican drug cartel policies, right? No, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yes, that's on my list here. And how about shutting down the pipeline and taking these dams down? I mean, if they did all that, we'd all, a lot of us would die out here because we are so used to having, you know, electricity and, you know, warmth and heat. And so, I mean, use our imagination. We don't have to try too hard to figure out the ways that a lot of people would die and are dying because of Democrat policies. Thank you, Genocide John and Genocide Joe. So... Let's focus on these guys and their crimes and corruption that they do and the lies that they tell that cause people to die. Well said. And, I, Marilyn, I love your line about a... A ceasefire in Chicago. Why don't you call for a ceasefire in Chicago? Uh, you know, in in the promo for today's show, I I quoted a you know a friend of mine that I served with in Afghanistan, the Puerto Rican guy. Hey, hey, Chicago. You know, and. And so I've got some great guys that I served with in Afghanistan that live in Chicago to this day. Yeah, let's call for a ceasefire there. Quit trying to tie the hands of our friends in Israel. Well said, Marilyn. Thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up, we've got Chris Ingett with Concerned Veterans for America, Montana. Hey, Chris, great to hear from you. What's going on? How are you doing, Aaron? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to, to let you know and, and, and share with everybody that uh, Concerned Veterans for America Action has endorsed Tim Sheehy as the, the next uh, candidate to, to run against Tester and win against Tester. Yeah, very interesting. That would seem like a natural fit. I mean, he's a he's a veteran. You're a veterans organization. And because you've been, man, you guys have been doing incredible work just uh, standing up to some of this uh, corruption and this bureaucracy in our VA. And, and, and I know you've been doing great events with Congressman Rosendale, some great events with Congressman Zinke and others, Senator Daines as well, to really hold the VA accountable uh, with what's going on right now. So, uh, so that's that's a big endorsement, but sounds like a natural fit as well. With you know you being a veterans organization, everything he's done for veteran entrepreneurship and more. Yeah, absolutely, and veteran entrepreneurship and and just his his reaching out into the veteran community and his he's hiring veterans. He's got a ranch that's run primarily by veterans, and so he he absolutely understands what veterans are going through and what we face on a day to day basis from his own personal experience. And from the guys that he's hiring and he's putting to work and he's given jobs and, and helping them move forward with life. Um, uh, you know, he's, he truly is a, is a patriot that has sacrificed for our country. You know, he's got two purple hearts. He's got a bronze star with valor, which most of us as, as veterans understand exactly what that V device means on mm-hmm. an award. Um, and that's a really big deal. So he, he sacrificed for our country with his blood, sweat and tears 
And I truly believe that he's going to continue to sacrifice and fight for us to, in Congress. Well, just look at these phony attack ads against him right now. He's, he's sacrificing once again, facing, he faced attacks in the Middle East and now he's, and elsewhere, and he's facing these types of uh, stupid attacks on him and his family right now. So he is already uh, stepping into the line of fire once again, this time in a figurative sense, but still uh, deeply personal. Um, uh, to, to try to turn this country around. You know, uh, it's funny, Chris, because, uh, you know, you, you're doing so much with CVA to help your fellow veterans. Uh, a lot of my political friends, they'll say, well, I, I don't know Tim Sheehy. And, and I'll be like, oh, well, I've known him, man, for oh, probably 10 years or more now. And they're like, oh, well, how do you know him? And I'm like, well, so I get it. Like, you know, my political friends may not have known who Tim Sheehy was because he's not a politician. He's not a political hack. Right. 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 He was a, a veteran who started businesses employing his fellow veterans and creating jobs and, and doing some incredible things. So as a veteran myself, yeah, I, I know a lot of incredible veterans. If, if there's somebody doing something uh, as an entrepreneur in, in Bozeman or elsewhere in the state that's a veteran entrepreneur, you're dang right I want to hear about it. So that's why I've known who he is uh, for over 10 years because I fellow veterans that I would just get together and have beers with were like, yeah, I'm working out at Bridger Aerospace. Oh, what's that? Well, you know, we're this aviation business and I just came off active duty and yeah, started this job and boom, look at how successful it's been and how successful these veterans are. But see, that's the thing is that the left doesn't want veteran success stories. They want victims that are dependent on government. And you, and you get that, Chris. Absolutely. And, and, and all of this, you know, coming from, from Chester, who, who honestly just continues to put these Band-Aid solutions together when, when you've got somebody like, like Sheehy, who is actually putting solutions together and actually solving problems in his community and in our country, and, and you got John Tester calling him out when, when Tester can't put together anything that's actually benefiting veterans in our communities. And, and we're seeing veterans continually not get appointments at the VA, and he's the chairman of the Veteran Affairs Committee, and he still isn't doing anything to help our veterans. So Tim Sheehy's going to be the best solution for veterans because he knows the problems, he knows veterans, and, and he's going he's gonna to take care of us. Well, the veterans' vote is huge. Over 100,000 veterans here in Montana, highest number of veterans per capita in the country. Chris Ingett with Concerned Veterans for America, Montana. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, big news there with CVA action endorsing Tim Sheehy in that U.S. Senate race. Uh, all right, phone lines are open for you. Anybody can call in. Let's see. Next up, we've got, uh, let's see, who was it next? Did I get to Lee? Travis, tell me if I miss anybody because I don't want to have somebody stuck waiting on hold that I might have missed. Uh, meanwhile, let's go to Bill in Billings. Bill, thanks for the call. Well, I just wanted to call about the Sheehy advertising. Yeah. After I saw the uh, advertising from uh, the last best place in Montana, there are three accusations that they make. And so it only took a half a minute to look into those accusations and find that uh, with the mudslinging that uh, they're doing, the best they can do is give half-truths and implications without actually uh, – saying that he's doing anything wrong. Government contracts. He's fighting forest fires. Of course it's a government contract. <laughs> yeah. Who else is paying for it? You yeah. know? Um, uh, saying that he's banking in the Caymans, where criminals commit also bank. So we're implying that he's a criminal. He's not a criminal. He's banking in the Caymans. That's his business. But if he even is, I mean, other, it's like, even, I mean, even if he is, it's like, okay, so what? But is he even doing it? I mean, we can't, we can't believe anything out of the P-tape media and the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax media and these people who have lied consistently about Russia, Russia, Russia and everything else, right?
Well, if this is the best they can do is come up with uh, thin veiled accusations, then obviously she, he's got some good business going on. And they're you know? afraid of him. This, this, this one commercial pushed me towards Sheehy more than they can imagine. <laughs> See, I while think it's backfired on him, too. While they want to throw him in a bad light and make him look bad, they made him look really good. All right, we got to hold it there. Quick break. Thanks for the call. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, uh, Richard, uh, let's see, where's Richard listening in from? Anyway, Richard, I don't, I don't know if he has two middle fingers. Uh, yeah, he's got to get creative with how he, uh, he gives us the bird, doesn't he? <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. Phone lines are open for you. 406-294-0970. Chuck in Whitefish, stand by. We got Gail in Columbus up first. Gail, what's on your mind? Thanks for calling in on this Open Lines Friday. Uh, good morning, Aaron. And morning. It just seemed like the right time to call, and thank you for allowing uh, Stillwater Republican women to advertise their tester bumper stickers on your show. Well, and it, are, the Democrats uh, could advertise their stickers, too, because anybody can call in right now. But apparently you guys uh, called in and mentioned your, your bumper stickers you were selling uh, <laughs> and in Stillwater County, yeah. and they sold like crazy. And all you did was call into the show, huh? Well, um, we have tester equals deep and tester equals swamp rat. And we did have, you know, like Anaconda, Columbia Falls, Eureka, Thomas Falls, Big Sandy area, and other places respond to our offer. Um, we have a lot left. And once again, the proceeds go to a scholarship of $2 each, and pay, we pay postage for anything like 25 or more. And we just want to get him all over the state and get Mr. Flip Flop Flap Top back on his dirt farm. So, <laughs> oh, he ain't going back to the farm. Uh, That's just yeah, a prop at this point. Republican women on Facebook or call us at 406-322-9950. And once again, I can't thank you enough for letting us do this on your show. Well, hey, we let anybody call in. I, I, I should let folks know you didn't buy advertising from us. You just called into the show, said, "Hey, we got these funny bumper stickers," and you started selling them like crazy. So, uh, yeah, just for, yeah, just from I one phone call. Over. Yeah, yeah, that's I great. Them everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, Gail, thanks for calling in. Uh, great to hear from you. Four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. Next up, let's go to Chuck in Whitefish. Chuck, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, I just think that the question that needs to be asked, did Esther's farm organization business in Big Sandy collect any uh, PPP funds? Good question. Good question. Um, yeah, because remember his his kids were supposedly running the farm for a little while. Uh, and I remember that because he wasn't paying for their health care. And I'm like... You're making a lot of money as a U.S. senator. You're worth millions of dollars. Why aren't you purchasing health insurance for your kids? I, anyway, so, yeah, did he receive PPP? I, who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, there's got to be a way to figure it out. But Well, well we know we'll he's, 
we we know he's received a lot of uh, of of money from lobbyists. He became the number one recipient of lobbyist cash. He spent over one point two million dollars on restaurants at fancy Washington D.C. restaurants. So, uh, yep. so yeah, he's living high on the hog with the PPP or without it. Well, that's why he doesn't want to leave. He'll do whatever he can to stay in there. So. It's why we need term limits, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's another reason why we need term limits. That's right. Okay, hey, thanks. Thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up, let's go to Ken in Great Falls. Ken, what's your thoughts? Well, it's it's this border thing. The border's been broken for many years. There are over 7 million illegal aliens working in this country right now. Been that way for 30 years. Democrats have tried to fix it. We tried to fix it in 2014. It passed the Senate. It was shot down by Boehner in the House. The Republicans want the issue. They don't want to fix it. The simple fact is the people that stand in the way are the people who hire these illegal aliens. There's over 100,000 of them. The, the 7 million, that's equal to the, to the combined population of Montana, Idaho, North and South Dakota, and Wyoming. Well, when you, say that, when you say the Democrats want to fix it, what you're saying is give us amnesty for the illegals that are already here or else we'll keep the floodgates open. That's what, that's what, okay, you're obviously not even listening. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to respond, but you got to have a conversation here. You're saying give us amnesty for the illegal aliens right now or we're going to keep the floodgates open. That's what the Democrats are saying. The Republicans don't have to do squat right now. Joe Biden and John Tester alone could secure our border. It's not amnesty. If you get them on the books, you know where they all are, and then you have their before the judge, and you see if they can have asylum, and then you set up a thing that, yeah, they can work towards the thing. But see, you set up the, the, set up the thing that can work towards the thing. That is their best person that they want to work with. All right, I, I love that. There, you set up the thing that'll do the thing. We got Joe Biden's speechwriter on the phone lines right now. You know the. The thing, you know, the, you know, uh, our country and, uh, you know, the the, the thing. Uh, anyway, appreciate the phone call, Ken. Great to hear from you. Sorry we are short on time. Greg Gutfeld was talking about the illegal alien who beat up the New York City police officers. And then when the liberal judges in the no bail required New York City put him back out on the streets, he flipped the bird on both hands to you, the American people. That is a great photo. And I love that we blurred the finger. Uh, I think we can handle it, you know? It's not like we're trying to protect the identity of his middle finger. It's not like his finger's <laughs> underage. I mean, it's true. It's like, I think, I think it's important to see the reality of this situation, right? If a picture's worth a thousand words, that one is worth 10 million. And it's an old adage in television, if you want to see the truth, Turn the sound off. I do that with Jesse's show. <laughs> when you take away all the ranting and the raving and the politics and the grandstanding and the shrieking, you have one singular photo that tells you everything about the basic nature of human behavior. That is, they dis- disrespect you because they can. They That's disrespect right. you if you're weak. That's right. That's what that illegal alien is doing is he is flipping America, not just one bird, but two birds, because he can, because he knows they're not going to do a thing to him.